Hello, and welcome to the Hudson Mohawk Magazine, broadcasting from the Sanctuary for Independent Media in Troy, New York, on the unceded homelands of the Mohican people, who are known today as the Stockbridge-Munsee community. I'm Sina Bazilahiki. Today on the Hudson Mohawk Magazine, we, we bring you an end-of-year special focusing on the younger voices on our program. We begin with a recent visit to Oakwood Community Center, to hear from youth and community members about their excitement around the holidays with a reporting from Jacob Boston. Then we hear from Youth Media Club at Troy Prep. Later on, Troy Middle School students talk about LGBTQIA acceptance at their school. After that, Water Justice Lab takes us to the Hudson River. And finally, we end with a story from the peak heat of summer by Nico nagel Drebi. Correspondent Jacob Boston began reporting for Hudson Mohawk Magazine as a senior at Troy High School. He joined me at the recent Oakwood Community Center and TRIP holiday event and asked attendees about their community involvement and excitement around the holidays. Okay, can you please introduce yourself? Sure, my name is Rachel Lorimer. Describe where we are right now. Absolutely. This is the Hillside North Holiday Showcase. It's a celebration of community and creativity here in the Hillside North neighborhood. And we are welcoming in the holiday season. We've got live performances today. Um, we have activities for kids. And we're just here to see the artwork that the students have made from school too as well. So really just celebrating the creativity and strength of the community. And what does it mean to you that this event was brought together and that there's a lot of people here? It's a great turnout. It's a really big deal, actually. It's, um, it's beautiful to see the community come together. Yeah. It's exciting to see everybody, especially after COVID, come out and celebrate mm -hmm. um, and just have a positive positive afternoon you know like a, yeah. a family oriented activity to do it's been a great day it definitely has uh, everyone it seems everyone's happy I asked a few kids if they're on the nice list some of them <laughs> said maybe we'll see the man is coming he's coming later yes yes uh, Santa we here will be here around four o'clock so after this performances kids can come back downstairs and um, have their picture taken with Santa so and how excited are you to, to see the kids' reaction when the man himself, Mr. Christmas, walks through the door? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be curious to see their reactions. We do have all ages here, so we may have some believers, we may have some non-believers, but um, we'll oh, yeah. see who we find. Yeah. The non-believers could make this a very different experience. <laughs> but <laughs> let's, let's just hope they, they keep the Christmas joy alive. There you go. Um, if there was one thing that you could bring to North Troy, whether that's like better housing, safe community, what would it be? Um, money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When you look around, you know, most of the struggles in anyone's life come from resources, money, you know. So the, the more opportunities that are available to people and the more opportunities for expression, for collaboration, for employment, all of that, um, it puts together all the puzzle pieces. Um, but I would say, I, I don't know where it will come from, but money. I'm putting that wish out there. <laughs> Santa is on his way. Yes. I'll make sure to ask him. Thank you. <laughs> Who am I here with? I'm here with three special guests um 
I'm going to go down the line. You guys can say your names and how old you are. And Okay, we're going to start. My guy to my immediate left. What's your name? My name is Jeremiah, and I'm, I'm eight. What about you? My name is Julia. I'm five. And how about you? My name is Miracle, and I'm eight. You want to see Santa? You here to see Santa? Yes. So, you you be you been good this year? Yes. You you think you you're on the nice list for sure? Yes. If I ask your mom, she would say you're on the nice list. Yes. Is he on the nice list? Yes, he is. So, since you are made it, since you've made it on the nice list, what do you want for Christmas the most? Um, I want an Xbox. Oh. See, that's a big step in that being a kid. Your first Xbox. So, when Santa comes, and if he brings that Xbox, how excited are you going to be on a scale from 1 to 10? Uh, 10. I'm back with? Jeremiah. Okay. So, have you been good this year? Yes, I have been really good. So, Santa, Santa's put you on the nice list, right? Yes. Okay. So, what do you offer Christmas the most out of anything? PS4. Oh, wait a minute now. Your brother said he wants an Xbox. So the war begins. What, what's going to be your reaction when you get that PS4 on Christmas? Scale from 1 to 10, how excited will you be? A thousand. A, th- a thousand. And what, 10 out of 10. And what if it's an Xbox? Zero. <laughs> but it is, it's still good. Okay, 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 okay. I'll be like 9 or 8. Okay, so it's not a thousand, but it, it's, still, still a, it's still good. you still be happy, right? What about you? What do you want for Christmas the most? Pokemon cards. Pokemon cards? Yeah. And have you been nice this year? If Santa, if I ask Santa Claus myself, because I know him, that's my guy. If I ask him if you're on the nice list, he's going to say yes? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, oh. Why, why maybe? Why not yes? Because, um, I don't know. Oh, you don't know. You, you, you don't know. You're, you're, trying to, you're trying to keep it on the down low. You can't, you can't say what you did <laughs> right now because Santa might be watching. He's going to be here later. What are you going to tell him when he gets here? You're going to ask him for that, for them Pokemon cards, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to make sure you get them, all right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Santa, and I'm going to be like, yo, Santa, you're my guy. Make sure she gets them Pokemon cards, and we're going to have a problem, all right? Make sure. All right, but you got to turn that maybe to a yes. How much, how many times we got? We got like 23 days till Christmas. Got to get on that nice list, all right? Yeah. All right, cool. We'll be, we'll be back with updates. Okay, I'm here with Lantisha Diaz. And I just talked to your kids. They told me their Christmas gifts are. They told me what they are. If I ask Santa, are they on the nice list? They both said yes. I'm asking the mom herself. Are they on the nice list this year? Yeah, they are on the nice list. I know you're close. All the parents are tied on with Santa. Um, how excited for you to see your kids' reaction when the man himself walks through the door? I am very excited. What is your favorite part of just the holiday season? My favorite part is watching my kids open their presents. That's my mom's favorite part too. I know Okay, can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Queen Daniels. I have a business called Visual Effects. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what that is? So I started over the pandemic this little hobby of um, transforming old boxes like to recycle and reuse them. And I just had so much arts and crafts in my house. I started using bling and paint and all different things. So right now, 
what I have is um, some miniature boxes that are filled with um, candle melt and different scents that I handmade my own self. So I make everything on the tables, I make my own self. So like I said, you have your partner in crime here. You guys are working together. Um, tell our listeners who's here with you. Okay, so this is my daughter. Her name is Queen as well. And she has her own business called Queen's Kisses that I've been managing for her because, you know, I've just been doing that with her. Um, she has Queen's Kisses. I have visual effects and we do um, completely different things. Hers is on Etsy. Um, right now we have... Um, um, heat transfers and uh, we'll be putting some of this stuff up later on tonight or tomorrow that I have on these tables so it seems that you guys are just pretty passionate about just art in general right mm -hmm. so what makes you so passionate about art I don't know it just comes natural it's just like um, I, I grew up with I grew up doing art with my mom and my sisters and brothers and it just stuck it just comes natural I'm I'm have like a creative nature and we're in the holidays so what is your favorite part about the holidays and once again you are pretty big on art so do you how does it how does that work when it comes to decorations at your house is that a <laughs> is that a pretty big event yes. i would assume it is right yes i have um three very big containers of holiday decorations mm. and um I have one container, uh, three Christmas and one um, Halloween container. So, yeah, um, decorating. When we pull out the Halloween decorations, we put up the Christmas tree and start decorating for Christmas as well. So, yeah, it's big. It's a big decorating party over there. How, how, what's the atmosphere like being here? Um, all the kids are pretty happy. What's it been like for you to just be here in the middle of it and just kind of enjoy it? Part of it is, is very exciting because um, I work at school too and my students have a lot of art on the walls. It's part, partly like an art show for my um, students at school too. So it's exciting to see the students who have art on the wall come in and be a part of this event and the students who just are in the community come in and be a part of the event. It's um, The art is beautiful. It, it looks good up on the walls and I'm excited to be here. I'm, I was very excited to be here. And if there's one thing that you could bring to North Choi to make it a better environment and just a better place in general, what do you think it would be? Oh, gosh. Um, togetherness. That is a good one. Togetherness. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Just togetherness and being a community of one. I like that. I like that. Thank you. Okay, so can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Kevin Pryor. And what do you do? I'm the president of Troy Look, Inc., a non-for-profit organization here in the city of Troy. Life, options, opportunity, knowledge, and the acronyms of Look. And can you tell us a little bit about your involvement in the community and how you leave a positive impact on the community? Born and raised here on 9th Street in North Central Troy. Um, started my first program at the age of 17. Um, I have a passion of helping people. Uh, we have so many programs in the community. Um, the anti-bullying program called Speak Out. Um, my friend has Face for All Children Everywhere basketball program. We have mentor programs. We have um, um, speaking bureaus. We have um, second chance program where you get a, uh, we do pro bono work with lawyers uh, for um, nonviolent um, um, victims um, that committed crimes. 
Um, I just have a passion to help people. I just love I just love when people see me later on life and say thank you. And, I, and that's it. That's all it takes for me. We don't get paid for doing this. I work a day job from 6.30 to 2.30. After that, it's all community-based work. And especially around, like, the holiday season, this is the time where helping people is more, I guess, prominent. People are more willing to go out of the way. Um, what is it like for you, and what is it usually like around the community during this time, and what is your favorite part about the holidays in this community? Well, the favorite part about the holidays is me helping people. We usually take on, like, four families for Christmas. Um, Thanksgiving, we gave away, what, 65 turkeys to families. So holidays are very special to me because everybody should be enjoying them. And when you're um, in this day and time, how the, um, the, the um, what is it? how it's so hard to, to, the prices and all that has gone up for groceries and stuff and people are struggling. I, I'm, we're, just, we're just blessed to be able to um, be a helping hand to them. And we're at this event. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your involvement in this and how does it feel to just be in this atmosphere with everyone just happy and enjoying themselves? Well, I was honored that they had Justin called me to see if I can be an MC. I never MC before in my life, but I love to talk. So um, it, it was an amazing, amazing atmosphere. It came, brought the people out. All the people came. They were happy, having fun, and enjoying themselves. Okay, I am here with Santa Claus. It is. It's him. I'm, this is, this might be the greatest interview I've ever done in my life. Um, this is your, I don't know, I, I've lost kind of how many times it is, this has been for you around the, around the world. What is your favorite part about the holiday season? Well, I think the favorite part is sliding down the chimney and bringing all, all the children their gifts. And I asked all these kids, I asked a lot of them, are they on the nice list? A couple of them said maybe. Um, how's that been this year? How's, how, how's the process of seeing who gets the gifts and who doesn't this year? How's it been? Oh, as always, it's very difficult, but we find a way to make sure that everyone gets on the nice list. I always wanted to wonder, how does, like, because some houses, you can't park a reindeer on top of triangle houses. How does that work? They can float above like a helicopter. They just hover, and I can p- rappel down. Oh, that is amazing. And, you know, all these kids... Uh, Santa Claus, is, it makes kids, you know, be better people because they think, you know, I got to be nice to people because I get gifts on Christmas. So can you speak a little bit about the impact that Santa Claus has on just kids in general and how it makes them behave a little bit better? Well, I think it does help them for a little bit of the time, but I think what they really need to learn is to be that way all year round and not always just for gifts, but for, to be kind to each other and be kind to the people in their community. Christmas is almost here. Suggestions for cookies to leave the night before. What's your favorite cookie? Well, my favorite cookie is just a plain sugar cookie. Not over chocolate chip? Over chocolate chip. Okay. Rough estimate, how many elves do you have um, employed this year? We have about 250,000 elves working at the North Pole right now. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, Once again, this has been Santa, Mr. Christmas, Santa Claus himself. It's been an honor. I appreciate you. This is the perfect way to wrap this up. That was recent high school graduate Jacob Boston reporting from the recent holiday event at Oakwood and ending that story with an interview with the one and only Santa. We had other high school reporters this year. 
the members of Media Club at Troy Prep. For the last segment of the year, they reported on the various clubs that student could participate in, in addition to the Media Club. Hello, I'm Levi for Troy Prep High's Media Club. During the 2021-2022 school year here at Troy Prep High's, a number of special interest clubs were created for students to attend at the end of the day. We at Media Club checked in with some of the other clubs around school, talking with members from each group to find out what their club is all about. Hi, this is Avery from Troy Prep Media Club, and I'm talking with Omari. What is the name of your club and what do you do in it? The name of this club is Artworks, and in this club, we do art. Why did you join this club? What was it that you found appealing? I love art, you know. It's very soothing <laughs> to the mind, you know. Have you learned anything? You know, I didn't really learn anything because it's art. You know, art, you don't need to learn. You just do, you know. This is Arkaya, and I'm speaking with... Nasir McMillan. Trey Knapp. Julia Heywadadzi. What is the name of your club and what do you do in it? The name of our club is Chess Club, and we play chess and practice chess and learn about chess. Why did you join this club? could be a new hobby for me and it seems interesting to learn how to play chess better how is your club different from any other club i feel like it's a lot calmer than most other clubs yeah it my other clubs are chaotic so this is a bit cooler what have you learned i learned how to play chess and how to do different moves in chess yep so far i'm learning how to play chess like how pieces work would you join this club again yes absolutely i'd recommend it Hey, hi, this is Avery from Troy Preps Media Club, and I'm talking with Alani Sosoria from Outdoor Exploration. Why did you join this club? What was it that you found appealing? I found appealing that I could go outside and learn more things about nature, probably a little survival skills. That's what really interested me. Did you enjoy your club? I enjoy it very much. If you could change one thing about the club program for next year, what would it be? If we could go to the museums and go go like more outside of school we couldn't do to like covid regulations so hopefully next year would be different have you learned anything i learned a few bird callings and i've learned oh and i've learned what mint looks like and it actually comes from more from bushes i thought it originally came from trees would you join this club again or recommend it to other people if so why I would recommend this club for people who want um, to be at their own pace and to have like their freedom not to be like challenged like too much in projects. Yeah. And I would join it again next year just because it was very carefree and I learned a lot uh, with my home free time. Hi, I'm Rakaya and I'm speaking with Kare. Ariane. What is the name of your club and what do you do in it? It's a photography club and we take pictures and edit them. Why did you join this club? because I take a lot of pictures of the sky and I wanted to learn how to edit them better. I felt like it was just gonna be something cool to do. I like taking pictures too and I like editing them, so I was like, I say that. How is your club different from all the rest of the clubs? The simple answer that I would be like, it's mainly rooted in photography, while other clubs aren't. But um, also I feel like we got a very, I don't know, like creative group of people in the club too, so. What have you learned? I like to use like um, a professional camera. Um, how to uh, edit pictures and stuff like that, and how to make sure like you're taking the best pictures possible. What apps do you guys use? Pictopia, or something. Like that. Is it for like regular pictures or just like? Um, if you take it on your phone or a camera, stuff like that, you upload it to com- your computer, and then you do what you gotta do. Hi, this is Avery from Troy Preps Media Club, and I'm talking with. Uh, Cassiella Gavin. What is the name of your club, and what are you doing it? 
name of the club I'm in is Theater Club, and we pretty much act. We have a play coming up in three weeks that I'm going to be participating in. Cool. Why did you join this club? Well, I'll do, like, a little bit of acting, plus I got dragged in by my friends. Did you enjoy your club? Yeah, I enjoy it. It's funny, entertaining, plus get to, like, see people act, too. If you could change one thing about the club program for next year, what would it be? Probably a bigger room so more people could join. Have you learned anything? I learned that even the shortest of lines could be the funniest. Would you join this club again or recommend it to other people? Yeah, because it's a good way to get rid of stage fright or just be yourself. Be someone else, even if you don't want to be yourself. This is Arpaia, and I'm speaking with Savannah. What is the name of your club? The Volleyball Club. And what do you do in it? Basically, we play volleyball games every day, and there's two separate teams, and we just keep going back and forth until the end of the period. Why did you join this club? I joined this club because I played volleyball in middle school, and it's just one of my passions. Did you make new friends? Yeah, you get along with everybody, so it's like an interacting club, so you have teammates, so you usually get to know everybody. If you could change one thing about this club, what would it be? We would have practices one day a week at least after school. How is the club time different than the rest of the school day? Basically, we get to interact in ways that we don't get to interact in a school day. So we like get free time and stuff. In school day, you have to follow the rules. There is rules in the club, but we have more free time. What have you learned in this club? Well, something I learned in this club is that you have to give everybody a chance to do something. Like, even if you're like an independent person, you have people to back you up in a sport or in like real life. So you get to have teammates. I'm Trail with Troy Preps Media Club, and I'm here interviewing Divinity. Hi, I'm Divinity. What is the name of your club, and what are you doing? I am in yoga club, and we do a lot of stuff here. We do meditation and calming and healing, and we also draw. I mean, color. What was it about this club that you found appealing? The peacefulness from all these people in the school. If you could change one thing about the club program for next year, what would it be? Yes, a better space. So in this club specifically, what have you learned? I have learned to love myself and that other people don't really matter. I mean, oh, sorry, my, my, my apologies. Other people's opinions don't matter. Would you join this club again or recommend it to other people? Uh, if so, why? Um, I would recommend it to anybody that I like, but not people I don't like because then it, wouldn't, it would ruin the peace because it's a great club. Hi, this is Avery from Troy Preps Media Club, and I'm talking with oh, Isabella, Abby, Ariel, and Profe. The name of our club is International Club, and basically we study cultures around the world and their traditions and explore. Um, we also try uh, different foods from that culture, from whichever culture we're uh, learning. Why did you join this club? I found it appealing because I just, I've always been interested in other cultures. I joined International Club because like, like it opens your mind, like shows you like different areas. Certain places are like that and like understand their culture and it's kind of like really interesting. How has your club time been different from the rest of the school day? Well, most of the school day is really just focused on work, really just work. We don't have a time to take a break and just enjoy just the small things of 
everybody else's like because i'm in eight um 11th grade it's like ap classes back to back and then when i get to clubs it's like that one space where like you could unwind get to know people get to know different cultures and also realize that like people around you are from different cultures like when you're like in class you can't really realize that because no one ever brings that topic up so hi this is natalia and i'm talking with rakaya Jaden, levi avery from the media club what is all of this club about well sometimes we'll bring up a topic or something to talk about and we will either talk about it say our opinion or interview something or interview someone why did you join this club what was it about it that you found appealing i never heard of media before so i just like picked it i didn't really join the club i just kind of showed up here to get interviewed one day and then it just kept coming back what did you enjoy about media club how i could express myself i liked it because it was fun and we could express our opinions on topics that otherwise we wouldn't be or have mentioned. If you could change one thing about the club for next year, what would it be? I would have liked to be have been more involved with other kids in the school because I feel like we're pretty closed in to this one space. I know we just did the interview with all the rest of the clubs, but it was nice to talk to other people that and not just talk to ourselves or talk to a microphone. So I guess I'd like more of that for next year. Have you learned anything? I learned how to interview people. I learn about other people's opinions when I give them a provided question. Obviously, you receive an answer, but some other things like different point of views of other people. What is your favorite thing you've done in the club this year? Probably interviewing other people. Learning about other people's club experiences. Would you join this club again or recommend it to other people? If so, why? I would join this club again. If, if there weren't any better options created, because I did enjoy being in media club, but I, it's not like my passion, it's not what I want to do when I'm older. So I'd like to do something that's actually beneficial towards what my you know, goal is as an adult person. But I had a good time and I would recommend it to other people. This has been a 2022 Troy Prep Media Club segment. Thank you for listening. Jody Cowan was the teaching mentor for media club at Troy Prep from 2021 to 2022. For those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to the Hudson Mohawk Magazine on the Hudson Mohawk Radio Network on WOOCLP 105.3 FM Troy, WOOGLP 92.7 FM Troy, WOOSLP 98.9 FM Schenectady, and WOOALP 106.9 FM Albany, and streaming online at mediasanctuary.org. This program comes from the Sanctuary for Independent Media in Troy, New York. If you like what you hear, you can support this program by telling a friend. Sharing is caring. Find today's stories and more at mediasanctuary.org. During a youth media workshop at Troy Middle School, students focused their reporting on subjects ranging from the quality of school lunches to violence in their neighborhoods. This particular group focused their reporting on the inclusion and exclusion of LGBTQIA individuals at their school. Hi, I'm Isabella Marie Snyder, and we are at Troy Middle School. I'm speaking with Anaya, Rosalind Knox, Jaladra, and we're going to ask some questions. So, does the LGBTQ community is it supported in middle school 
What do you think, Raja? Well, I mean, it depends on the person and especially in the grade because a lot of people dislike LGBTQ members and a lot of people, you know, like LGBTQ community people. And it might be a little difficult for teachers to process that too, especially when somebody comes out as trans or wants to different pronouns and stuff like that. Joy J, what do you think? Is the LGBTQ community being supported in middle school? Um, personally, I don't think it is because the school doesn't really recognize them too much in like their situations they're in. Mm-hmm. Naya, what do you think? Do you think the LGBT community um, is supported in middle school? Uh, no, because they're all haters, and... Is that it? Yeah. All right. All right, Rosalind's going to take over. Yeah, So, how do you guys feel about different people? Like, do you have any friends, any family members that are LGBTQ-related? Uh, no, except for my sister. You, Isabella? Well, one of my cousins is actually bisexual, and I'm okay with that. Do you have anything to say about it, Jaladra? Um, I don't care what people's sexuality is. Um, if they're my friends, they're still my friends. And I don't have any LGBTQ plus members inside my family. Okay, how do you feel, moving on to the bullying topic, how do you feel about somebody you know getting bullied and they come up to you and they ask you you know what you what to do you know do you have any advice on that uh i mean i get bullied like and teased all the time so uh i don't really know what to do so well i have some bullies and sometimes i just think to myself well, think of what their perspective is. Like maybe there's something traumatizing happening to them that we don't know about and they're just coming out on us and blaming it on us. Um, I don't really know what you should do if somebody's bullying you for your sexuality. If you're being bullied, do you have to deal with that on your own or who is there to support you? Uh... Kids just don't really care if you're getting bullied. They will see that you're getting bullied and then they'll pull you back. Well, sometimes I have my friend, which is Jaladra, and my friend Zoe. Like, I have friends, like, when they're near me, they um, try to, like, make me feel confident about myself. Like, you're not this, you're not that. So, like, just don't listen to them. Um, usually, if anybody... Like, they don't have to deal with it on their own because you have different adults and different people that care for you. Just like how Isabella said, she has friends and so does Jaleja that will go on and, you know, help you out. Especially from the adults because they will definitely take action and take charge. So you're talking a lot about how you have support from your friends when there's issues of bullying or you encounter that, whether it's your friend or yourself, right? But do you feel that there are adults in the building or, or systems here that help support you through all of that? Do you have the tools given to you by your teachers and by the school to help support and diminish your experience of bullying? Well, like my teacher, Miss Denio, she's, my, she's the best She'll take care of it, or I have my counselor, school counselor from Troy Middle School, and she helps me through a lot of stuff. Jaladra? Um, 
Personally, no, because I don't really go to teachers. Like, if I'm getting bullied, I'll just deal with it. I don't really tell teachers about it or the counselor. I just go on my day and leave it alone. So, from that information that I got, Isabella, how do you feel when you go tell an adult? Sometimes I really do not want to tell them, but I have to because I know if I don't, then it's going to keep going. But sometimes if I don't, then I will get jumped because... You know, they know everybody. Yeah. And from Jaladra and Anais' perspective, how do you feel when you don't tell an adult and you keep it all to yourself? I usually forget by the end of the day. Same with her, I forget. Okay. Have you ever been bullied? And if so, how did you stop it? I still get bullied, and I don't stop it. I still don't tell a teacher. Okay. Isabella? Can I just say something about Anaya? Yeah, go ahead. So, like, if you don't, like you said, you've been doing it and it won't stop, maybe that's because you won't tell the teachers. Maybe that'll help you. Because that's actually how I got stopped bullying from some of my classmates. Anaya, how do you feel about what she said? Do you think you'll take her advice and stick up? Uh, yeah, but if I tell a teacher, it will still keep on happening. Okay. Jaladra? Um, well, I usually stand up for myself, and then they usually leave me alone. That's good that you have self-confidence. All right. When you're talking about bullying, is this in-person bullying? And is there also social media bullying? Where does the bullying take place? Mostly in-person, but sometimes online, too. My bullying happens in school, so in-person. I would like to agree with Anaya and say both because usually when people have the outside feelings, they bring it on social media to make, you know, the person who is being bullied feel bad and, you know, feel surrounded and stuff like that. So how do you guys feel about the bullying? Like, do you feel like you need to stop it? And if you don't, then what, what should you do? Personally, the bullying, I feel, is, I feel like the, you know, the bully's perspective, they're probably going through a lot and things like that. So, you know, I feel, yes, the person who's being bullied should go talk to a teacher, but so should the bully. Yeah, how do you feel? Um, I feel like it shouldn't happen at all because there's no reason to, like, bully just anybody in general. Yeah, I feel the same way because it's not right. I mean, you can't feel good about bullying either. So, uh, Personally, I wouldn't let them talk to me like that, but I'm scared, so I need to like stick up for myself. I hear that you guys are trying to consider the perspectives of the bully, but what do you do with that information? Does that help? I think I would personally talk to the bully and figure out what's happening, and I think that would help me because now I would know, like, why they're doing it. I feel like I agree with you, Isabella, to talk with the bully, and the thing is that nobody's perfect, so we all make mistakes. So, you know, I would try to talk, get their point of view, and even if try to become friends. Okay, Julie Joe, what do you think about this? Usually with bullies, I try to, like, stay away from them and, you know. So this is a follow-up on the question. Like, you know the bully's perspective, right? 
How would you feel if you knew what they were going through, but they were still bullying you? I feel if you knew the bully's perspective, then I feel like it'd be way better. And I feel like from the bully's perspective, it'll make them feel better, especially from talking to somebody. I feel like um, if you say from the bully's perspective, um, then you two would be able to talk it out and stop the bullying. I mean... Bully, the bullying part, yes. I think they, I think the teachers and the counselors and things like that handle that very well. But when it comes to the LGBTQ community, I don't think it's handled enough. I also don't think it's handled enough. Like, they have a LGBTQ community center here, but kids don't really go there because they think people are going to join just to make fun of them. But hopefully the teachers and the counselors would do something. So that club, which is supposed to be a safe space for people to identify authentically, is actually an unsafe space. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because some kids might just join purposely so they could make fun of the other kids that actually need to go there to feel safe. I feel that's a really bad way, especially because of... That's supposed to be a safe place for students and where they can go so they can talk to people and meet people that are just like them. You just heard from Troy Middle School students on their experience with LGBTQIA plus acceptance at their school. This summer, Water Justice Lab had a series of workshops that took them to various locations around the region, including to the wastewater treatment plant, Wineskill Creek, and Papskani Island. Water Justice Lab fellow Muzamil Moat recorded this interview while joining Scott Kellogg of Radix on a tour of floating islands on the Hudson River. What's well, number one? Let's get life jackets on. Yeah, step on board. I'm Muzamil Moat. I'm a Water Justice Lab youth fellow, and I'm speaking with Scott Kellogg. Hi, Scott. Can you introduce yourself and describe where we are right now? Sure. My name's Scott Kellogg. I'm the Educational Director at the Radix Ecological Sustainability Center, and we are standing on the docks of the Albany Rowing Club in the Hudson River along the shoreline of Albany, New York. Thanks. As part of Source to Estuary, Water Justice Summer Camp, we're meeting and learning from experts about different aspects of our water system. What kind of water knowledge are you sharing with us? Well, today we went out on the Hudson River and talked about its history, about its ecology. We looked at how human infrastructure interacts with the river, particularly around sewers and where they discharge into the river. And then we went and looked at artificial floating islands and talked about simple ways that city residents can take action to improve the quality of the water that they live nearby. What is your work like on a day-to-day basis? Day-to-day basis, I work at the Radix Ecological Sustainability Center, a lot of education, a lot of management, and running programs for local youth and adults, teaching them about how to have greater local access and control over food, water, waste management, energy production, and teaching ecological literacy in general. Does Radix do other work that is related to water justice? 
a lot of our focus, particularly this summer, has been about bringing local youth down to the Hudson River and the construction of artificial floating islands, and then very recently, the construction of this solar power boat that we're intending to bring South End residents out onto the river and talk about this idea of water justice. In addition to that, we do a lot of advocacy for removing impervious covers like asphalt and concrete and trying to get more stormwater to absorb into the soils, which is going to improve the health of trees and plants and also reduce the likelihood of there being sewage overflows. Anything else? Is there anything else our listeners should know? This was a great first public tour, and I thank you all for coming, and uh, we're really excited to bring more groups out and learn about humans and waterways and how they can have mutually beneficial relationships. So thank you. Thank you, Scott. So, yeah. Well, welcome, everybody. This is um, will be the first public group to go on our solar-powered boat, which um, is so new that it doesn't even have a name yet. We got a grant from the DEC's Hudson River Estuary Program. One of the grant categories that they were offering money for was to build boats that would teach people about the river. One of the projects that we've been working on this summer, and years past, it's really just kind of been growing a little bit every year is to build these things called artificial floating islands that we'll actually go check out, which are basically um, well, they're floating islands with water plants, wetland plants attached to them. And we put them out in the river with the idea that they can help to uh, clean it up. They have bacteria living on the roots of the plants and then the plants themselves can basically clean up water after you have sewage spill events like you've been talking about right or just all the time like right because as you're learning there's a a lot of potentially dangerous bacterial levels in the water all the time also just as a way to connect people to the river especially youth in albany who have been cut off from it i mean we in albany i mean you see right here we built an interstate 787 that runs all along the river and there's really only a few places where you can actually get to the river. Have more people learn about it, to, to learn that it's possible through simple actions to do something to actually improve the health of the river. Yeah, step on board. So you can use these railings behind you to hold on if you want to. Um, it doesn't really go that fast, so you really shouldn't need to. But I can um, raise the engine up if we want to go into shallower water. So, this is the train bridge. The Amtrak just went over. Like these um, pipes 
These are these sewage discharge pipes. So most of Albany's shoreline is this. Just this big concrete wall. Which is where I really would love to, I would love to align it from one end of the next with floating islands. Just to create habitat in what is otherwise absolutely sterile wall that nothing can live on. There's so many living things that will live on islands. So much egg habitat that's created. I'm also always on the lookout for our, our floating island that went missing. Some are in much better shape than others. I'm always evolving my design um, and learning every time. So what these are made of, you have this, this black piping going around it and we ended up using um, like pool noodles as um, the thing to stuff inside that tube and, and give it buoyancy. And then you sort of see that, that netting material that's on the inside. That's called coir. And it's made out of shredded coconut. And that gave us something to actually plant the plants in that they could take root in, which you see happening in certain places. And, and speaking of like biological indicators, when I pulled these in last year, stunned by the amount of living things in the war. Um, a lot of the species you mentioned, like, I know you don't like bugs, but um, little uh, shrimp-like creatures and all sorts of aquatic insects. You know, and they try and also look at, you know, what is the native vegetation here that is already growing? And I think this is um, the tricky riparian zone you because you mostly have like trees coming right down to the waterline we don't have much of a wetland buffer anywhere along the hudson and i think that might just be due to the amount of wave action yeah because they've channelized it and it doesn't flood yeah it's just going to be constantly bombarded right that that maybe if there were you know islands with more protected areas with more inlets that you might have more sort of lower energy wetland mm -hmm. habitats. So it's kind of like maybe a hunt to find some of those and see what's growing there. See what's growing. Yeah. And you know, even if uh, I, I say like a lot of its value is symbolic and educational, right? I mean, look at this river. I mean, I think about the millions of gallons of sewage that are entering it, uh, you know, it's having a pretty negligible impact on water quality, right? But just by, especially bringing local youth down and, and showing them that you can take simple actions to, to have some impact. You know, the river, we still, there's still a lot of work to do, right? Before it's uh, really clean, but I think it's also encouraging to know it's gotten a lot better. You talk to people who've been, you know, fishing down here for 30 years and they're like, well, you should have seen it back then. It was so much worse. Before the Clean Water Act was passed that auto paint companies dumping paint into the river. They, you know what color they're painting the cars that day because the river would turn that color. So it has gotten better. There's more work to be done, but I think it's, it's really important to know that the river is healing and 
And um, now's the time to, to really push, to, to reconnect people to it. Nature Lab community science educator and lab manager Ellie Irons was with the Water Justice Lab Fellows for the duration of the summer course and edited this interview. Learn more about Water Justice Lab, a collaboration between Nature Lab and Riverkeeper on our website. We finished today's program with Hudson Mohawk Magazine's youngest correspondent, Nico Nagel-Draby. Not everybody enjoys the beautiful winter months with low light and crisp air. So for those of you who are dreaming of the sweltering days of summer, this one goes out to you. My name is Nico. I'm reporting for Hudson Mohawk Magazine. And we're thinking about when it's past 90 or about 90. This year it's been calling the heat wave. And this is a story about how people are staying cool in the heat wave. Reporting from Grafton Lake, a nice place you can cool off. Find a seat, boys. Find a seat. So, how do you go swimming? How deep do you usually go? Um, well, it's not very deep for me. Um, my shoulders, I guess. <laughs> do you swim or just walk? Well, I'm usually carrying her, so. No I'm diving. Walking. <laughs> so, um, Emily, we're how does she cool off if um if she's getting carried? Well, she splashes. She can't swim yet. She's still pretty little. So she splashes in the water. Do you have any other ways to cool off? Mm, drink cold drinks. Icy drinks. I see you have a tent here, too. Yes, yeah, that's true. I like the shade. I don't like being in the sun. So where do you come from? From Averill Park, New York. We're from Averill Park, which is about... 20 minutes from here, 25 minutes from here. Oh, so you, you're not coming for a vacation? No, no. You're just coming for a beach day? We just come yes. for a beach day, very cool. And so how do you stay cool here? Well, I've gone swimming three different times so far and since I've, I've been here. And I've got the umbrella. <laughs> we have an umbrella and we have hats. <laughs> and we're getting a sunburn anyway. <laughs> how do you stay cool? <laughs> Well, I swim too, and I have a tent, you see. Yeah, my I tent. saw that. I have Your some drinks. And you're not like at Grafton Lake. How do you cool off? What's uh, the uh, best way? The house is air conditioned. Yeah. <laughs> or, but you know what? I don't get hot a lot of times unless there's a lot of humidity. If it's 90 degrees and there's not much humidity, I can walk for four or five miles. And I can mow, I can mow four or five months by hand. But... Once the humidity comes, like today it was brutal. Yeah, but we haven't really had this hot of summer in years, I would say. You want to do it? You didn't know you were going to be on a radio show. <laughs> Come on, Zach, you can do it. How big is this sandcastle going to get? Are you like halfway it's not a gone? It's a mini lake. Is it going to get bigger or deeper? Maybe. You're making the wall there? Yes, it's a wall. She's she's digging a little bit and making a little wall too. What's your name? My name is Zach. Is that your sister? Yes. And what's her name? Vivian. When you're like at your house, how do you keep cool? 
Yeah, we have a little pool, but it's nice to come to the lake. <laughs> How many times did you come here? Is this like a new like trip, or like you've been here a lot? Or yeah, like... I've been here. So how old are you? I'm nine years old. Is your sister a little younger or the same? She's older. She is? Yeah, she's ten. ten. Yeah, she's ten. She's doing some big work, I see. Big, uh, big hole. We make it as deep as we want before we put the water in because all wet sand just comes and fills that part in. Sometimes I like to make it wider by just moving the walls. But sometimes that creates problems and then one of the walls collapses. Did you go swimming here or did you just get here and not yet? Yeah, I've been swimming for like a, I swimming for like a few hours in the water. Like, Already? Yeah. How do you pull out here? In here? I don't. No. We got fans going. The fans that's, help us. That's just a, you only have one? Yeah, we have one fan. It's hot. Where do you come from? Where do I come from? Mm -hmm. Troy. What foods do you serve and what foods do people like? Fried dough, mozzarella sticks, and lemonade. And ice cream, right. So how do you stay cool if you're up down there? So a lot of us like to go out in the water. We take the rescue boards out and we like to go for a swim in the lake. That cools us off a lot of the time. How do you do that in the morning or do you have a certain time? Whenever we have a break. Whenever it's super hot and we have a break and you we have a You just practice? Chance. Yeah, sometimes we'll do some training, practice some rescues out there. Oh, cool. My brother's a lifeguard, but he he hasn't had to save anybody but did a lot of whistling. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, they say that the best lifeguards never actually have to save anyone. So he that must be sense. a really good lifeguard. Yeah, preventative <laughs> lifeguarding. Where are you from? Are you from here? I'm from Brunswick. I'm from, like, outside of Troy. And I'm from Grafton, so right here. I'm all the way from East Greenbush. Are you all, like, go, um, ending school soon? Or? We all have to start school soon. It's almost the end of summer, so we're all about to go back to college. Until you're ready. Yep. Oh, mommy wanted you to ask if they had a if they had a shortage and they couldn't find enough lifeguards this this season. <laughs> Just we heard about the lifeguard shortage. Shortage. Huge shortage. Yeah, normally we have over twenty, around twenty guards. This year we have twelve. Are they all around or only like over here? So today we only have five. Well, now six. we have six of us. Yeah, it's yeah, those two up on the chair, those two going down, and us, us two. Today. Not very many breaks yeah, today, not so we very... didn't have much time to yeah. go swimming. Did you ever rescue anybody? I haven't had to rescue anybody, but we do a lot of first aids and a lot of whistling at people who don't follow the rules. <laughs> people getting overheated or who get cuts or bumps and bruises. And How do you do that? that? Do you like if they're we like if they're too hot? What do you give them? If they're too hot, we usually give them some water and bring them inside out of the sun and maybe some ice to cool them off. 
How long have you been working? Um, this is my second summer here, so. This is my third. Couple years. What grade are you going in? I'm going into my sophomore year of college. What grade are you going into? Uh, second. Second grade. Thank you. No problem. Thank you, you nice for all the questions. So how do you get cool? I'm just naturally cool. <laughs> Where do you live? We live in Troy. And these are, this is um, our daughter and grandchildren. And they are from England. Visit. So then what do you do at home? That's a good question. We use fans. Electric fans. Yeah, we don't really have an air conditioner too. We have some fans. So you learned when you you were four, you said? Yeah. And you almost drowned? No. I was, I did a doggy paddle. Like this. So you're nine? Yeah. Do you know all the swim lamps or just some? Some. I made this one up. The back of the thing. It does this. Wow, great. I messed it up a little. Now that's when it. I was little. We're not we're not taking a picture of this. So you kinda like turn turn upside down, turn up again? Like what were you doing when the first like move? Doggy paddles, I don't really count. Is there swimming? But what was like the first like backstroke or just a move? I would say my very first move, I didn't even know that it was invented. I was like, um, like I told my grandma that I can swim, and I started doing this. Wow. Great first move. It started to rain here. Let's pack it up. I'm Nico Nagel Drebby, reporting from Grafton, and let's go home. And that's our show. We hope that you've enjoyed this special episode of the Hudson Mohawk Magazine. I'm Sina Bazilahiki. We want to thank all of our volunteers who made this year possible. This program covers stories of social and environmental justice produced by the community for the community and is supported by independent donations. So if you value independent media, consider a gift of a monthly donation as a sanctuary sustainer by going to mediasanctuary.org. We want to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Media Sanctuary. Or send us an email to hmm at mediasanctuary.org. Tune in weekdays at 7 a.m., 9 a.m., and 6 p.m. to hear local news or stream Sanctuary Radio at mediasanctuary.org. Full episodes and individual stories are available on demand at our website and on your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you all. Until next time. Thank you.